0: You're listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. My name is Maria Lauren, small business owner and creative entrepreneur. Each week we'll discover the steps and motivation that inspire our guests to create income from their skills. Get ready to start learning how to creatively pursue your dream job by crafting it yourself. Thank you for tuning in to episode 120. If you've wanted to scale your business but have been unsure where you should start, today's show is specially made for you. Maureen has over 10 years in the industry and works with several impressive brands like L'Oreal and Dove. Hi, Maureen. It's so great to have you here today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here uh, sharing my story. So I would love to start by asking um, you to share your background and how that led you to create StartWord Consulting.
1: Awesome. So um, just like you introduced me, my name is Maureen Mongi, and I am the brand growth strategist behind the most beloved American brands such as L'Oreal, Dav Chobani, and Lise. And right now I'm the CEO and founder of Statured Consulting, which is a consulting agency that teaches product-based entrepreneurs the sales and marketing strategies they need to scale their beloved product brands. How I started this is my entrepreneurship journey I literally started at the dinner table with my father because my parents are back in Kenya and they do own a product-based business. It's synonymous to a Lowe's and a Home Depot in the U.S., and while growing up, the conversations at the table were constantly around the business, but more importantly around branding and marketing. So my parents really struggled to market and brand their products, um, especially during an era where there was a huge surge in counterfeit products from China. And they were really, really trying to find a way on how they can uh, brand themselves, stand out in a saturated market and truly start to build a legacy brand because that's what we depended on as a family. Mm-hmm. So, Seeing my father be very stressed out, trying to almost shutting down his business made me want to really understand how to do proper branding and marketing for product-based businesses. And that's what led me to pursue a higher degree in business analytics here in the US, then got the opportunity to work with some of the largest brands in America. And that's how my journey started. So I started, started consulting so that I can and empower small businesses to have the information big brands have so that they can... Get the opportunity to scale.
0: Wow, that's an amazing story. Did you then later turn around and help out the family once you learned some of these things? Yes,
1: actually, my parents
0: were my first clients. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. That's great. (laughs) Did you always see yourself owning your own business? Because I would imagine a lot. maybe somebody else would have just gone to school and learned a few things and then maybe just helped out, but maybe went to work for somebody. Or was that always a dream of yours to have your own business?
1: Initially, I had a drive to do something of my own. But when I got into corporate, I did start feeling like I'm called for more. I started valuing my own personal freedom, my own personal time. And my biggest mission has always been, how can I leave an impact and a legacy in everything and anyone I encounter? And so that pushed me to start doing something on this side. And that's why I started working with my parents. I noticed how the strategies were working. And I was like, this is easy for me to translate to any other business owner.
0: Yes. Well, it sounds like you're super passionate about it. And I think anyone that finds success has to have some sort of passion for what they're doing, at least for their mission. Mm -hmm. So how is it that your background shaped how your business is run today?
1: My background really has shaped how my business is run today by really anchoring myself on why I am doing what I'm doing and which leads me to have a purpose that is bigger than me. And one of the things that I talk about when it comes to branding, because branding is a core pillar for all product-based entrepreneurs, is really to think about their vision, to really think about why they're creating that product because it's that deeper why that will keep you in this game of entrepreneurship but more importantly, will allow you to serve the customer that you're required to serve. Because entrepreneurship is not here to stroke your ego. Entrepreneurship is here to provide a solution to a problem that your customer is facing.
0: Yes, that's so true. So in my experience, I have found that if you lack some of that motivation or the why, I guess I should say, if you lack a really strong why, it seems like when things get really difficult or you're not getting the results that you expected, that's when people decide, you know what, maybe this isn't for me, or maybe I made a mistake. And they they pivot and change out of what they're doing. So part of it has to do with the marketing. And another part of it has to do with their why not being big enough.
1: Yes. And also when your why is not big enough, when you transition from corporate into entrepreneurship, you're not going to show up in your
0: business like you show up in your corporate job. True. Yes. What do you think the biggest difference is?
1: The biggest difference is because in the corporate area, you're reporting to somebody. Right? You have a job description that has your roles and responsibilities that you have to be accountable to. And you're actually accountable to someone else. In entrepreneurship, you're accountable to yourself, right? Yes. <laughs> you have to have that same job description that you have in corporate in your personal business and then show up with that same discipline, that same consistency, the same resolve, and the results ultimately follow through.
0: But many people don't do that. Right. Well, yeah, I love that comparison. I feel like the consistency is so important. And I know that, you know, I've had it in my own business. I have a a jewelry business. If I don't show up consistently on a daily basis, if that was my job, if I was being paid at a corporate nine to five, I think I'd get in trouble on the days that I wasn't showing up. So I think sometimes we give ourselves a pass, but when we don't uh, understand that that's going to, translate into maybe slower sales or not showing up, you know, in the marketplace the way you should. Exactly. What do you feel is the biggest struggle that a small business owner tends to face?
1: The biggest struggle that a small business owner tends to face is really not thinking about the business as a brand. They think about the business as a product. And when you have that kind of thinking, you don't do the work required to keep your foundation strong. And what do I mean? You don't spend time to understand your champion, what people call the ideal customer avatar, and you don't spend time to understand truly their values and their belief systems and their psychographics. Because at the end of the day, your marketing will be centered around that person. And if you don't have that clarity, you find yourself falling into so many traps, what we call the shiny object syndrome, trying different things and nothing actually sticks, right? Okay. So that's yeah. number one. Then the second thing is not having, not sitting down and defining the identity of your brand. What do you want your brand to be known for? How do you want your brand to feel or to make people feel? What are some of the adjectives that you want people to associate your product with, right? When you, Because when you focus so much on thinking about this as a product, you're not going to do the work to find the value around that product, which ultimately will impact your pricing, which will impact your profitability, and it will impact how you stand out in this market and whether you create a sustainable business or not.
0: Do you have a good way for somebody to make that shift from, from looking at themselves as just a product-based business and switching it to something that's a little bit more relatable? So in other words, like you're saying, the branding is so important. How do you go from having one mindset to the other?
1: That's a really good question. The first thing that you have to do is list down what your product actually does, like from a functional standpoint. So if you have a jewelry product, what's the functional aspect of that? Of course, it's going to be gold plated, it's going to be easy to put together, then what's the emotional aspect of that? Like, why would somebody wear that jewelry? Is it because they want to feel confident? Is it because they want to have an elevated look? Is it because they actually just want to be bold? Those are the reasons that you need to start pulling out to understand what you're actually going to be selling, right? Because a lot of times in the product space, people don't think about transformation. They don't think about using their product to provide a solution. That often has been relegated to the service industry. But I'm here to tell you that your product has a solution for somebody. What is that solution? And then speak about that solution as frequently as possible.
0: Okay, that makes so much sense. it mm-hmm. is hard to pull out if I have a bracelet or a necklace it's hard for me to imagine that this is providing more than just a, a piece of jewelry like it, it seems so much easier to gather that information from a service like you said so mm-hmm. I can see why people are not seeing this as more of a relationship type thing mm-hmm.
1: yeah and so it's, it's it's a mindset that it's a mindset shift that needs to happen in this category especially because all categories are saturated so how do you continue? To be distinct and unique. When I did my research,
0: I found that Zencaster was by far the best choice for my podcast. I wanted clear sound, the ability to record HD video, automatic transcripts, and most importantly, I was looking for a platform that was easy to use, not just for me, but also for my guests. I love that there's nothing to download, and with just a click, I can interview business owners worldwide. If you've been putting off making the switch or maybe you've yet to launch your podcast, believe me, I've done the homework and I know you'll be happy to join the Zencaster family. I want you to have the same and easy experience in your podcasting journey. Visit zen.ai backslash handmade CEO pod zero and enter promo code handmade CEO zero to get 30% off your first three months. That's zen.ai backslash handmade CEO zero. I'll also have the link for you in the show notes. It's time to share your story. Yes. Yeah. You know, and I think funny enough, I had just placed an order for cleaning products. And, you know, I know cleaning products, you can probably gather a lot of these great feelings from it. And I can see how I got roped into buying. But on the box, they wrote, I think they said like, high five, Maria, you know, because I placed an order with them. And I don't know why I'm like, oh, I'm always going to buy from them. It was just something so simple, but it almost they added personality to a brand that is literally just cleaning products products.
1: Exactly. And if you look at big brands, they do that so well.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I think sometimes it just goes unnoticed, but it just, yeah. it's a feeling you, you leave with a good feeling. And then before you know it, you're a lifelong customer. Mm-hmm. Can you explain the services that you offer and a general idea of price? Yes. So the services I offer
1: are two services. So the first service is the Product Profit Lab, which is a 12-month mentorship program for product-based entrepreneurs where we focus on teaching them how to build an obsession brand with scientific precision so that they can accelerate their revenue and increase their profits. In this program, my primary focus is teaching how product-based entrepreneurs should price their pro- product so that they can make profit in each sale. We also teach um, them how to position their products so that they can stand out in this saturated market. We also teach them how to market this product that already commands a high price tag and attract the ideal customer that they're looking for and ultimately teach them different sales strategies that are both in retail and online on how to maximize their sales and the investment for that is $12,000 a year should you choose to pay in installments it's $1,000 a month okay. the second the second level program is called the big brand academy which is uh, the high-level program for multi-six-figure product-based entrepreneurs who are looking for a system to strategize on their business to scale, and also are looking to understand how to get into retail. So the, this is more of a mastermind consulting type of feel, and the investment for this is fifteen hundred a month or eighteen thousand a year.
0: Okay, perfect. Well, when I was reading over your site, it sounds like you've worked with some really big brands, and I feel like apart from the experience that you bring to the table it's funny that you can probably reduce all of the things that you've learned to some basic things that translate to just about any business. Is it typical that a product business struggles with the identity of how, especially if they sell several different products, how they want to be known or recognized in the world?
1: Yes, it's it's very typical. And one of the strategies we focus on is product assortment. So you have to understand the assortment that you have and what each assortment in your product-based business does. So the first thing I focus on is really streamlining your product assortment because when it comes to scaling, it takes very few products to scale. But a lot of product-based entrepreneurs don't think about it that way. So it's streamlining your product assortment, having different categories for that product assortment. And each category has a role to play. Is one category a high margin, low volume? Is one category a a high volume, high margin? Is one category like pretty much your business? Because That's how I was taught to build big brands and each product had a role to play within our portfolio. And it really allows you to scale easily and it really allows you to stand out in the market because your customer can really understand what it is that you're offering because a confused buyer will never buy. Exactly.
0: What I see is that you almost want to put your tentacles out into a whole bunch of different things because it feels like you'll have more opportunities for sales. But yeah, I always enjoy when I go to a website and they're very, very narrowed down and, and I know specifically what I'm there for. So I love when I go to a site and they don't have a ton of products. They only have a few select products, but I can tell that they're really passionate about those things. It is easy to get confused and think the more, the better. Yeah. But,
1: it's, but, but that's not the case because you also struggle to market those products.
0: Right, and, yeah, and you for will sure. notice
1: you'll notice the product that you put so much effort on marketing is what actually sells. And the more products you have, you don't have as much time to market. So only two will be moving and then the rest will not be moving. And then you're left with this inventory that you don't even know what to do with it.
0: Yes, yeah. So what actionable tips do you have for someone interested in growing their sales?
1: Actionable tips right now is, number one, list down three adjectives. That would describe your product. List them down. Is it exciting? <laughs> is it loving? Just list those three things. The third thing is I want you to increase your product price by at least five to ten dollars. Because I already know most people underprice their products. Give that profit, that $5 profit, back into your pocket. And why? Because you've defined, you've listed down your adjectives, you now know the value that you're providing. Give that value a price tag. And number three, I really want you to go to your social media platforms or your marketing platforms and do a video or a marketing campaign around why you do what you do. That will make you connect with your audience and you're going to see a better traction.
0: Those are great tips. Can you tell me a little bit about your masterclass that you have coming out?
1: Yes, I have a masterclass called the Profit Masterclass where really we spend an entire five days teaching what I call the profit equation. So How do you launch a product-based business? How do you price that product that you want to sell? How do you position it for success? How do you market? What are the different marketing strategies? How do you sell on retail? A lot of people want to get into retail. How to get into target? I teach all that. And then also we really focus on teaching you the CEO mindset that is required to build a profitable, sustainable business. It's five days of exciting exciting information and energy and i'd love for you guys to click the link below that will be posted in the show notes and register and come and join me.
0: Awesome. That sounds great, especially getting out into the bigger markets. A Mm -hmm. lot of small business owners feel like it's such a big hurdle to actually be able to get your pieces into a large retail shop. So I think it's amazing if you have tips and tricks and you're already showing us the shortcuts. Gosh, that's so invaluable. Yes. Thank you. So do you have, or can you give me a valuable piece of advice that you learned over the past 10 years about becoming a business owner?
1: Yes. Trust. Total reliance upon spiritual timing. Oftentimes, we as business owners feel like we need to be chasing and running after the very next thing. We always feel like our businesses are not growing. We feel like we're not gaining any traction. But one thing that I've been anchored on is really understanding that everything happens and it happens in divine timing. And you have to trust yourself through that process and just keep moving in faith.
0: That's so beautiful. I seriously just wrote for this month. This was my little quote that I got off the internet. Trust the weight, embrace the uncertainty, enjoy the beauty of becoming. When nothing is certain, anything is possible. So that was literally the thing I wrote today. (laughs) Wow, what a coincidence. Exactly. (laughs) oh thank you so much maureen so how can we connect with you you can
1: connect with me on instagram at maureen mwangi m-w-a-n-g-i official or you can join me in my personal facebook group which is called product entrepreneurs
0: who scale awesome thank you so much maureen i really appreciate you being here today thank you for having me Well, there you have it, my friend, another outstanding CEO sharing invaluable growth strategies with the world. I love that Maureen's journey was inspired by the struggle that she saw her parents facing. Through that inspiration, she has developed a passion for helping small business owners thrive just like the big brands that we all know and love. Be sure to check out the show notes to connect with Maureen and to join her five-day profit masterclass. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Handmade CEO podcast. Don't forget to check the show notes to get a glimpse of today's featured guest and special offers. If you love the show, leave a review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Now it's your turn to start handcrafting your dream job.